I second that motion. See, the tragedy is nobody knows your story but you. I want to call your attention tonight to two verses of scripture from the Psalms. First Psalm 34 and 18 and Psalm 51 and 17. 34 and 18, 51 and 17. Psalm 34 and 18 reads this way. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalm 51 and 17 reads this way. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. The subject tonight is brokenness brings breakthrough. Brokenness brings breakthrough. Realizing that this is revival, that's been a word that's been mainly with me all day today. And that word is breakthrough. Breakthrough. I think one reason why it has priority with me at this particular time is it seems that many folk are experiencing breakdown. And if we are to avoid a breakdown, we need a, a breakthrough. As a matter of fact, I'm praying that these three nights will contribute to somebody's breakthrough. Amen. And when you consider the times that we're living in and the conditions and circumstances that we face, if we ever needed a breakthrough. We certainly need one now. So our focus tonight is brokenness brings breakthrough. In life, whenever we are called upon to reproduce, it always involves pain. I think every mother in here can attest to the fact 
that it's impossible to reproduce without going through some pain. There is a pain in the birthing process as well when God is trying to reproduce something in our lives. We've been, once we've been here a while, we discover the fact that we are developed by the experiences that we have. And one of the experiences that we have in life is pain. Amen. Amen. All roses come with thorns. And if you cut the thorns off, you shorten the life of the rose. Our pain develops us. It helps us to grow up. Sooner or later, you will discover that you absolutely learn more from your failures than you do your success. And whenever we are being disciplined or corrected, we're going to experience pain. Whenever we're going through something and growing through something, we're going to experience pain. But whenever you are experiencing correction or discipline in your life, expect some pain to accompany it. But, but here's the good news. There is a purpose in the pain. Praise God, there's a purpose in the pain. Quite often we wonder, why does a good and loving God allow his children to suffer pain? Why does a good and loving God allow his children to suffer pain? Well, first of all, pain... Motiva motivates us to seek God like never before. Amen. 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 You, you may miss a few Sundays at church, but just let God turn on a little pain in your life. Amen. You'll get there and get there early. Amen. Pain can make you desperate for God to do something in your life. Pain can help you to be motivated to get blessed when you would not do it on your own. Amen. Pain. Amen. Will cause us, if you get enough pain, to cry out to God. 
You'd be surprised, people that are not even religious. If they get enough pain, amen, you'll hear them say, oh, God, amen. They don't even have to know him to call on him, amen. The psalmist says, the psalmist says, it was good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Amen. Hebrews 5 and 8 says of Jesus, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered. What I've tried to establish so far is, is that there is an established principle in life when it comes to Christians. And that is that brokenness brings breakthrough. Amen. And when you look back on life, and that's when life makes most sense, uh, we experience our greatest breakthrough when things break down. Amen. Amen. And I feel strongly that herein lies the very thing that we need to take our individual lives to the next level. Amen. Brokenness brings about a new dimension in God through which no other door can lead. There are places that God wants to bring us. There are experiences that God wants us to have. There is knowledge that God wants us to know. But the price of admission is brokenness. And life has a way of bringing such incredible pressure to us at times. It's almost as if we're teetering and tottering between a breakdown or a breakthrough. Amen. We get in certain positions in life that make us say, Lord, if you don't come and help me. Uh, have you ever been in if the Lord don't help me situation? A amen. And, and then I discovered this idea of breakthrough and brokenness that our Lord was broken. But through his brokenness, salvation was made available for you and I. But salvation cannot be known without repentance. That's a word we used to have in the church every Sunday. We, we, we used to hear the preacher talking about the need to repent. Amen. We haven't, don't hear that word much anymore, but it's still true. Salvation cannot be known without repentance. And in order to repent, there has to be some brokenness. The Bible says godly sorrow worketh repentance. Now listen, God does not want an apology. God does not want an apology. God does not want us to say, I'm sorry. God wants repentance where the mind is changed. 
so that you won't have to keep dealing with the same thing when you repent. When repentance is true, then you won't have to keep on apologizing. Repentance is a change of mind. We've got to be broken before we can be fixed. Amen. You've heard the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, let's turn it around. If it ain't broke, break it. Amen. The name broke, break it, break it. In each of our lives, God has designed a process of growth and development. Brokenness symbolizes humility before God. It symbolizes total surrender to his work and his will. There's something about brokenness. God just cannot resist brokenness. He, he loves brokenness. He is attracted to broken people. Amen. Amen. Brokenness draws God to you. God loves to hang out and hang around broken folk. The Bible says that he giveth more grace to the humble, but he resisteth the proud. Amen. And so when a broken and repentant heart is confessing their sins before him and turning from the wrong, you get God's attention. You get God's attention, I tell you. The Bible says, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The Bible says again, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. It says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Now, I've noticed something. I've noticed something. I'm from the old church, thank God, that I'm from the old church. And I noticed that when I was a child growing up in church, people brought handkerchiefs to church with them on Sunday morning. A Amen. Now, uh, there used to be weeping in the sanctuary. My, my father, my father had a deacon named Deacon Brooks. And Deacon Brooks would bring about six handkerchiefs with him on Sunday morning. My father, all he had to say was, my text is. And Deacon Brooks would start weeping. But I don't see many handkerchiefs in the church anymore. Huh? And I don't see much weeping in the sanctuary anymore. We used to have a heavy sense of sin. Amen. The preacher used to tell us, look us dead in the eye and say, you must be born again. And if you're not born again, hell will be your home. Amen. Amen. But, 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 but this is the opposite of our thinking nowadays. 
Amen. I, I, I said, St. Mark, um, it's hard to find some sinners on Sunday morning. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, if I knew where to find some, I'd pick them up myself, bring them to church on Sunday morning. Uh, don't have many sinners in the sanctuary on Sunday morning. A amen. Amen. But, but understand that God operates at the opposite of our thinking. You got to get down to be lifted up. Amen. Amen. God wants us to know that in his kingdom, amen, you got to go lower before you go higher. Amen. Amen. He's trying to get us to understand that, that, that the way up is down. Amen. Amen. He's trying to tell us that he wants to do great things in our lives and with our lives, through our lives, but it requires that we first be broken. We first be broken. Brokenness brings breakthrough. Before Abraham became the father of many nations, he and Sarah were childless. Before Jacob could be blessed, he was wounded by an angel in a wrestling match. Before Joseph ruled in Egypt, he was thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, falsely imprisoned, and waited for 22 years. Before Job's estate was doubled, he lost everything he had, including his family, his fortune, and his future. Before Moses became the great deliverer, he lost his positions, his possessions, and his popularity. Before Joshua conquered the promised land, he went through the wilderness. Before Samson crushed the Philistines, he was blinded and grinding at the mill. Before David became king, he was renounced by his family, ridiculed by his foes, and rejected by his friends. Before Daniel could be used mightily, he had to spend the night in the lion's den. Before Hosea became a powerful preacher for God, his wife betrayed him and broke his heart. Before Peter preached 3,000 souls into the kingdom, he denied his savior three times and went out and wept bitterly. Before Paul brought the gospel to the Gentiles, he was blinded on the Damascus road. Breakthrough brings blessing. Amen. The minute the Bible has us to know that we are called to be overcomers is the same minute that God was informing us that there's going to be some opposition on this journey. There are going to be some things to come against us. And if you don't have the ability to get over what's trying to keep you under, you'll never be an overcomer. Amen. The prize goes to the overcomer. Amen. Sometimes God has to break us so that he can remake us. In Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse number 4, the Bible says, And the vessel that he made of clay 
was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel. It seemed good to the potter to make it. Amen. Amen. The songwriter would agree with me tonight when he says, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded, and still. The potter is able to mend broken vessels and use it for his own purpose and pleasure. Amen. But if we never find a place of brokenness and submission to his will in our own lives, we'll never know breakthrough. Amen. I have felt that desperation in my spirit for us to know again brokenness. Amen. If you are not broken, you cannot be made into the image that God has designed for you. Amen. It, it's, it's more than a good cry every now and then. It, it has to be something that we strive for as often as we can have it. See, brokenness will change our lives. Brokenness will change a church. Brokenness will, will get rid of gossip. Brokenness will cause you to put your agenda aside. Brokenness will let you focus on Jesus. Brokenness will stop all petty quibbling. Brokenness will cause the young and the old to embrace one another. Brokenness will cause the established to make room for the new. Brokenness will take us beyond mere tolerance until acceptance of one another. Brokenness will cause us to welcome the unique talents, gifts, and ministries that our God has granted each of us. Brokenness will bring John's prayer to light in each one of our lives. I must decrease so that he might increase. Brokenness will bring about a sense of humility, and brokenness will bring breakthrough. Amen. Thank God for brokenness. God is glorified and lifted up when we get broken. Unity prevails when we get broken. Chains of bondage will fall off the worship when we get broken. Amen. It won't matter who's preaching or singing or leading the song when we get broken. Amen. And I feel that God is ready to do greater works in us than we have ever seen. Amen. I believe it's time for it to come to pass. Amen. But before God can do it, he wants us to spend time in labor. In labor. Let the church say labor. There are no spiritual C-sections. No divine epidurals. God wants us to spend time in labor. Amen. It's time for the church, amen, to be broken 
How can we see what's going on around us every day and not be broken? How can we look at these young people walking up and down our streets? How can we see them with their wrist chained behind them being carried to jail and not be broken? Amen. If revival is going to be birthed in us, then we will be the ones to go through the labor and the delivery. We'll be the ones inviting people in. We'll be the ones teaching people and helping them grow in Jesus. We'll be the ones listening to their struggles and helping them to pray through. We will be the ones charged with raising folk from milk to meat. It only makes sense when we become responsible. Amen. I believe that God is giving us the key to breakthrough in our lives and in our churches, and that breakthrough is going to come through brokenness. See, brokenness has to do with what you will allow God to make out of you. Amen. Amen. It has to do what you will allow God to make out of you. Amen. Amen. And we know that in order for God to use us, we have to die to self. Amen. Brokenness provides the necessary elements for a great breakthrough. Amen. In brokenness, we find the pliability of the heart. Amen. Do whatever you can to try to keep your heart uh, uh, soft. Amen. Do whatever you can to try to keep your heart flexible. Uh, fight every day to keep from developing a hard heart. Amen. No crop can grow in hard ground. Amen. Amen. In brokenness, we find sufficient tears to water the sown seed. Amen. In brokenness, we find the crop beginning to show signs of life. Brokenness will bring breakthrough. God has called us, amen, into realm of great things. But before we can come into this place, we need to fall broken before his presence. There was a woman with an alabaster box. She is famous in scripture because the most expensive thing that she had in her life, she was prepared to be broken. Amen. And shed upon the feet of Jesus. She poured out something precious, something pure, and something valuable. She came in brokenness to break open the most valuable thing she had and give it to him. Something valuable is within you. But you got to love him enough to break open your lives and become a sweet-smelling savor unto him. Amen. This woman's act was so incredible, it is recorded in three of the four Gospels. Amen. Bring yourself to him. Bring yourself to him in brokenness, repentant over your sins. 
Amen. God will deliver a mighty breakthrough in your life. I read something today that struck a note with me, and it says the unanalyzed life is not worth living. Amen. It says, so you do not grow if you have experiences in life that you never take the time to evaluate. You only grow through the things that have presented opposition to you. You grow through opposition. Enemies will tell you all kinds of stuff. They'll criticize you, but our responsibility is to grow from their criticism. We learn that not only do we have to go through, but we have to grow through that thing. Now, some people confuse change with growth. But, but change is not necessarily growth. Change is inevitable. If you live long enough, you're going to change. But, but growth is optional. You have to make a decision to grow. But even if you don't do anything, change is going to happen. So we're not just after change. We are after growth. Amen. And growth is what I'd like to define as sustained change. As long as you grow from whatever it is you go through, then you didn't go through it in vain. See, we ought to be better the other side of through. We, we ought to be stronger the other side of through. We ought to be more like Jesus the other side of through. Amen. This is a through way. Amen. We have to learn to go through it and grow through it. Learn to grow through the things that are challenges and obstacles and difficulties. Don't let things kill you. Amen. Somebody said these words, smooth seas, never made good sailors. Amen. It's through the opposition of contrary winds that we grow. <clears throat> Amen. I found out something, Pastor Vengeance, this amazed me. No plane can get off the ground if the wind is blowing in the same direction that the plane is traveling. That blew my mind. That, that blew my mind. That's why at the airport, they have a number of runways. Amen. That's so if the wind is blowing in a certain direction, they direct the plane so that it will have to go in an opposing wind. Now, the plane is headed into a wind of opposition. The plane is headed into contrary winds. But as a result of that, the plane begins to lift off and the plane begins to make its journey. 
Well, I come to tell you tonight that it's the same way with the believer. God puts you in the runway of contrary winds. God puts you in a situation where the stuff is against you, not with you, not for you, not as you would have it to be, but God has you traveling in the face of contrary wind. But if you hang in there and you keep on trusting, after a while you'll get lift off. You'll get lift off. So I want to tell you, don't be afraid of resistance. Amen. Don't be afraid of resistance. you got to have resistance to build your strength. Amen. Anytime you find a strong woman, amen, you find a woman who's had some opposition in her life. Amen. Anytime you find a strong man, you find a man who's confronted some things that almost destroyed him, and yet he overcame them simply because he learned how to deal with resistance. Amen. Amen. You got to learn how to deal with resistance. You got to learn how to deal with rejection. You got to learn how to deal with being told that you cannot do it. Amen. Amen. You cannot get off the ground without some opposition in order to stop you from being effective in the place where you've been appointed. Understand this. The devil uses his most frequent tool, disappointment. Now, disappointment is simply trying to get you out of the place of appointment. A amen. Can I say it just one more time? Disappointment is simply trying to get you out of the place of appointment. Whenever you get disappointment, you say, at the church, for example, I ain't going back over there. Amen. Amen. You in the choir, you get out the choir. I ain't singing in the choir no more. I ain't fooling with them people no more. They get on my nerves. They make me sick. All of this kind of stuff. You become disappointed. That means that the devil is trying to discourage you so that he can get you out of your place of appointment and you lose your anointing and your effectiveness every time you get disappointed. I'm trying to tell you that your place of appointment is also your place of greater disappointment. You, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. I'm trying to tell you that your place of appointment will also be your place of disappointment. That's why nobody can break Venter's heart like New Mission. Nobody can upset him like New Mission. For that is the place of his appointment. Ah, uh, sometimes it might even feel like he wants to leave, but he can't. Uh, <laughs> he can't because this is the place of his appointment. 
And I know you get mad with folk at New Mission and say you ain't coming back, and that may last for a few days, but just hold on after a while. If your heart is here, <laughs> you'll show up because it's the place of your appointment. Amen. Amen. Let me stretch it a little bit here. If you are appointed as a mother or a father, your children will break your heart and disappoint you. But don't you dare say that you're going to quit and throw in the towel. Amen. Listen to this. Sometimes you got to do what you hate to get to what you love. Sometimes you got to do what you hate to get what you love. Oh, I wish I had a witness in here tonight. Amen. Amen. Remember, it doesn't matter how you start. What really matters is how you finish. The reward is going to be given to the person who endures to the end. And the highest reward for a person's toil or labor is not what you get for it, but what you become by it. Amen. I told you last night, we are concerned about destination. But God is concerned about development. Amen. God is concerned about development. You have to be able to say, I am encouraged because I feel something on the inside of me. I'm driven by my purpose. I'm driven by my passion. When you become passionate about something, amen, you find yourself doing it whether you feel like it or not. When you are driven by passion, you have to do things you don't even feel like doing. Amen. And that's why you can't be led by your feelings. There's going to be many, too many times when you're not going to feel like it. Amen. We've got to get over the fickleness of emotions. Amen. Emotions will keep you where you'll never be diligent. You can't be diligent when you're always depending on how you feel. Amen. You know how many times you didn't feel like getting up and going to school, but you got up and went anyway. You know how many times you didn't feel like getting up and going to work, but you got up and went on anyway. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about how Jesus endured. The Bible says that he despised the cross and endured the shame. Amen. That he might give away salvation to others. Amen. Amen. You need to be able to look at your problems and realize that you can't have hope, listen to me, by looking at where you are. Amen. Hope is always beyond where you are. Look at, look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor and tell him, say, listen, <laughs> take a good look at me, but I am not what I will be when God gets through with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, when God gets through with me. Amen. Amen. Got to learn to live beyond your hope. And this day, better days are ahead. Amen. Sun shines after the storm. That's where your hope is. Hang on in there. Amen. God is working on us. God is working in us. God is working through us. And praise God, he's working in spite of us. Amen. 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 But brokenness brings breakthrough. And so I say to God, work on me, Lord. Work on me. Beat me down. Amen. If my tomorrow will be better than my today, break me. Break me. Mold me. Mend me. Make me what you would have me to be. I'd rather be broken in his hands than stable somewhere else. Yeah. Let him work on you. Let him work on you. And whatever you do, don't ever be satisfied. Don't ever be falsely content. Don't ever build up a false security system. Let him work on you. Amen. Submit yourselves to his will and his way. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Perhaps there's one you came because you was invited, but you have not given your life to Jesus. You have not surrendered. You have, you have not said, I repent or change me. Lord, I need you. I give my life to you. We want to take this opportunity to give you a chance to come. I got deacons, I got ministers here who want to pray with you, want to talk with you, want to show you how to allow Jesus to become the best thing that ever happened to you. Amen. As the musicians give us a song. 